This is Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library. We bring you stories of faith and God's goodness shared by people like you. I pray we build and encourage your faith. If you have a story to tell, please let us know by contacting us through our website at amazedbygod.com. We would love to help you share it with the world. While you're there, check out our other ministries. And if you'd like to support the work God is doing through us, go to our website, devotional.online, or click the link in the episode description below. Now here is your host, Mark, with a story of faith. Hello and welcome, welcome to Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library. This is your host, Mark Stitchin, and with me today is Lachelle Atkins. Mm-hmm. How are you doing today? I am well, and so glad to be here. I'm excited that you invited me to join you today. Yeah, I, uh, we, we kind of talked a little while ago, um, a couple days ago, and um, just kind of sharing our, our stories a little bit of where we're at, mm-hmm. uh, and I was so encouraged by you know, kind of what you're doing and, and where you're going that I, 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 I truly am, am excited um, to hear how God has got you there, um, you know, and, and everything. I, I, I really am, am looking forward. You know, there's certain certain ones that you look forward to talking to the person. And, and this is definitely one that I, 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 you know, have been very interested. Um, we met through somebody else that was on the podcast, uh, yes. Katie. Uh, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> how long have you known her? Actually, I just met Katie probably maybe a month ago or so. Okay. You know, I'm telling you, time is like, you can't even ask me about time. Every day looks the same during this quarantine. Yeah. So so I apologize. But I want to say it's been about a month. Month. We're recording Mm -hmm. this during, uh, well, Maryland, where I am, has has just opened up a little bit. Um, You're during the the COVID-19 uh, mm-hmm. epidemic if you're listening to this years in the the, <laughs> the future or something um yeah. how about where you are i mean are they are they open um i think you're in georgia if i'm not mistaken right? yes i'm in georgia and we have opened up um however you know light life looks different from my eyes because we're still kind of uh quarantined mm-hmm. uh yeah. we have 10 of our 15 children that are sheltered in place with us so we're very precautious about how we move about yeah yeah it's definitely you know here here in maryland we have the governor said we could kind of open up some stuff and and the counties were like man we're gonna wait some more you know it's it's definitely here in maryland you know in this the dc bubble so to speak uh Mm -hmm. we're we're very cautious and and um you know learning learning a new way of life and uh that doesn't shut down our God. That doesn't shut down anything. You know, he didn't send this. We, we live, definitely live in a, a fallen world where things like this will happen. Uh, but, mm-hmm. but the cool thing about him is he's still right next to us and he's still bringing us, um, um, through it. So true. So, uh, here at Amazed by God, we like to get kind of stories and, and hear what, what happened in people's lives. Mm-hmm. The Bible, the Bible says that, that, you know, that he does things in our lives and he works and he moves um, and that we are to give our testimony. Uh, in Revelations, it talks about the word of our testimony will help defeat Satan. So we like to hear just kind of stories of what um, God has done all over the place. Um, so, Cheryl, I asked you, what has God done amazing in your life? Awesome. Well, God, I, you know what? I, first of all, the number of children I have is amazing. Uh, my husband and I have 15 children, 
uh, 13 of those children we had together, and two of them are my stepchildren. Okay. Um, in addition to that, 11 of these 13 children were born natural, no pain medicine, uh, just a natural birth. So that's amazing. And the last two uh, who are faith and hope, they are my blessings because I had them in my 40s and I had to have a C-section with them. Mm. So that's one side of the story. Um, I've also been married for 27 years. So um, that's amazing also yeah, in the day where... We have a lot of divorce, but one of the things I think that really is so pressing on me right now is how God has totally um, healed me from depression. And uh, I was uh, really plagued with depression from 2003 to 2016. So a period of 13 years, I struggled off and on with depression. During that time, I was hospitalized three times for it, and um, I was raised an only child, and a lot of it, just going back and reflecting, was due to, you know, trying to please other people and uh, equating my worth and value with the roles that I played, mm -hmm. and um, I, to me, also, just when it came to my kids, I felt like I was trying to be the God in their life because I wanted everything to be perfect. And, you know, if they didn't do things just so I had this mindset that it was a reflection of me or the family. And I really just wasn't able to be the mom in support that I should be because I was uh, concerned what other people were thinking. Yeah. So the fact that God has totally healed me from that situation and now allows me to be a voice for uh, other women to help them be empowered to overcome those same struggles is just really a blessing so for me today. How long did you say you were struggling kind of in, in that, that ups and downs of, of depression? For 13 years. For 13 years. And, and, mm -hmm. and um, uh, just to ask a question, did you feel, you know, towards, you know, the beginning of that 13 years or in the middle of that 13 years on the end, that you really called on that you 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 were were living this cycle of depression. No, in my case, um, I termed myself functionally depressed because I was still doing the soccer games. I was going to PTO. I was going on field trips with the kids. Everything on the outside um, that looked like everything was okay was still maintained. I was kind of like the best way to describe it was like a survivor mode mm -hmm. where I had a checklist and I was very robotic about doing tasks and, you know, um, accomplishing certain things so that I just had that validation of feeling like, well, I got something done, but that fulfillment was still not there. In addition to that, my husband is a pastor. So I was a first lady. So still going to church and ministering and praying over other people, but just not myself fulfilled. Mm -hmm. So each of the times that I was hospitalized, it was my husband that sought intervention. And uh, it wasn't until after my third hospitalization that I just, you know, said, I have to do something about this because I don't want this to be a fourth occurrence. And I really began to realize that I was giving my power away. Um, Every day when I was um, waiting to see if I 
got the approval of people, be it my husband, kids, or even sometimes strangers. Mm -hmm. And so I learned to take accountability for, you know, me being the common denominator and, you know, really forgiving myself because I had these high expectations. And as a child, um, you know, education was the pathway that my mother uh, really valued. You know, that was her uh, way that she maintained her life of success and uh, later became an entrepreneur. So it was something that was instilled in me from a child. And so I had this mindset that, you know, I can do whatever I choose to work hard at. Mm -hmm. And in this type of case, you know, I was just working hard for that validation, for those rewards, for that acknowledgement. But there was just this missing piece of recognizing that, you know, one, it was God who gave me the gift to do that. And, you know, that just put me in a mindset to feel like I had to be in control. You know, I really didn't leave room for God to work yeah. in some of those areas, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, knowing knowing some some people, um, you know, and depression is a a nasty, nasty problem we we deal with nowadays. We're we're overconnected with people. <laughs> people overshare everything, you know, on social mm -hmm. media and everything else. But there's there's no true connections. Mm -hmm. um, and I also know the flip side of that, especially in the Christian community, where people of, of great faith um, who are depressed and, and don't know what to do and, and will we'll get, we'll get a bad taste in their mouth because some people think that, oh, well, if you're, if, if you're really close to God, you, you can't be depressed. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, and I personally strongly disagree with that. Like, um, you know, some people in the Bible, you know, some good major characters in the Bible yes. seemed, seemed extremely depressed and, and depression is, is something that I don't care who you are. You, you kind of deal with now in this day and age. Um, oh, true. And, and you can be a, like you said, a functional, uh, person. Mm -hmm. You could still, you could still make it look all good. You could still be praising and worshiping God and living a life that's, to glorify his name and just be depressed, but mm -hmm. we don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. So you, you okay. say that the last time that, um, you were, were, you went to the hospital for this, um, what, what really clicked and, and what did you kind of do when you got out or, or how did it recognize if you were to talk to somebody who, who may feel that they're going down this same road, like what kind of, self-check and 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 then what did you do after you went through that self-check or that self-realization yeah so um actually i just created a new uh way to have people self-check but i'll uh end with that but for me when i got out of the hospital the last time you know it was a lot of fear that drove me and i had the fear of is this going to happen again you know, and, you know, what, what is my life really going to end up looking like, you know, um, the life I had imagined with my kids and spouse, you know, I just had this um, trepidation about is this real or a dream? I mean, there were just so many different things that were happening. Uh, in each of the cases with my hospitalization, I was medicated during the time that I was in the facility. 
um, very strong about no medication now. And, um, you know, when I got out periodically, they would have me on some form of medicine um, and try to wean me off. The last time, I don't recall being on any medicine at all. Mm -hmm. You know, I just uh, was very, um, just wanted to be in a sober somewhat of a mind to know what was going on. So I went on this journey of, you know, I just got tired of what I say being a victim, you know, because I felt like I was blaming my husband, my kids. I had a lot of resentment and bitterness. And I would always talk about being in the hospital, you know, regarding, I don't care what we're talking about. It would end up where, well, I was in the hospital and I'm the victim somewhat. And, you know, I just really got tired of it. Mm -hmm. And so I um, stopped watching the news, got off social media, and I just had to take some time to find out who I was. I felt like uh, during this course of time, I had lost my identity. So, of course, I had core values, but, um, you know, I was just in a place where it was like, you know, do I have these values because they're strongly something that I believe in, or do I feel like society is saying that I should have these values or, you know, it's the church saying I should have these values. I just really didn't know. So I went on this journey of just quiet and uh, meditation, so to speak, and self-reflection to really find out what was true and meaningful for me. What was my purpose? And I created a strategy that I call Fresh Start, and it's an acronym uh, for the word fresh. And it has five pillars that I now use as a basis for coaching through uh, one-on-one coaching or group masterclasses. And so uh, the first pillar of that is using fear as fuel. So just as I stated earlier, I was afraid that I was going to have a fourth occurrence. Mm -hmm. And so that fear allowed me to say, you know what, what can I do to prevent a fourth occurrence? And so I had a more proactive approach. And then that's when I began began to reflect on, you know, what was my day looking like? You know, um, you know, how much control did I really have? And so I realized that I was giving my power away. There were things that I was, you know, not fighting for myself for, so to speak. And I was giving that away with uh uh, desiring the validation of other people. Mm-hmm. And so I used that to fuel a creative action plan to get me uh, on a better path daily. So setting boundaries, having a morning routine, uh, being able to say no, and um, just, you know, understanding what my values are and, you know, what I was working on accomplishing. The next um letter is for R and that's reframing your past. This is so important because this, I would uh, compare to a Christian, Mm -hmm. you know, you go to church the night before you might've went out to a club or a party and, you know, got so drunk that you thought you were going to die and you make it to wake up the next day, you go to church and you're just feeling this uh, love, overwhelming love for God and how he still uh, feels that you're worthy. So you go and confess and, you know, ask him to come into your life. And then 
you still have whatever happened the last night um, before on your mind. And so one of the things that we try to do in the church is say, oh, well, I'm just going to pretend that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to choose to go the right path and just forget about the things that, um, you know, don't line up with my new life. And so when you reframe, you realize that that occurrence and that, you know, near death experience or whatever you were feeling was a catalyst to bring you closer to God. And that is a part of who you are. That is a major part. If that part didn't exist, then you couldn't be on this road that you're on right now. Mm -hmm. And so when we try to forget our past or lock it away, it's like we are taking physically a body part off of our body and walking around lamed and thinking everybody thinks that we look like we're okay, you know? Yes. Because it is so vital to who you are, your decisions, your choices, and where you are today. So when I reframed, I was able to look at my depression and, you know, really embrace it. You know, now it's a message that I share with people that have experienced what I experienced. However, I have learned what lessons I need to take from that depression in order to keep myself in a, a level of depressed free and to help other people overcome the depression. So that's the difference with the reframe, because we always hear the term skeletons in your closet. Mm -hmm. So I could be any kind of motivational speaker. And then I'm on stage and just hating for somebody to bring up, oh, I heard you were depressed before, or, you know, you were in a hospital three different times, you mm -hmm. know? So I think a lot of that problem that a lot of us experience is that we just try to walk away from our past rather than embracing it, admitting it, and not allowing it to have the power that it had in the past. So one of the things that really helped me with this was I went to a um, vision board uh, party and one of the ladies uh, who was hosting it, she stood up and she was an author and she said, you know, I want to introduce myself. I can't remember what her name was, but she said, I'm just going to tell you that, you know, I used to be a prostitute. So everybody looks around and they're like, what? And so she said, um, I can say that with conviction because I'm not that person anymore. Mm -hmm. I know that God has forgiven me. I've forgiven myself. So that is not who I am. And that just was so liberating for me. So that is the one of the reasons that I was able to reframe. The next uh, letter is E, and that's envisioning your accomplishments. So in my case, you know, I came back to the same home, same kids, same husband, same car, uh, same neighborhood. And so um, what I had envisioned for myself in terms of getting better was different than the reality that I was seeing. There was a lot of old, familiar, comfortable things. So I really uh, was very active in creating vision boards, visual cues, uh, doing screensavers on my phone of my own vision mm -hmm. in spite of what I was living every day. The next letter is S, and that's your support group or tribe. This is important because many times when we overcome some of our uh, issues, 
you know, like I said, you're coming back to that same family who were seeing you the way you used to be. So a lot of times we have change and it's only lasts for a little while, then we revert back to our same behavior. And when you have a support group, you have people that see you where you are currently. They don't know about your past unless you share it with them. Yeah. So they see your potential and where you're going. So this gives you the opportunity to continue to evolve and grow in spite of what's going on in your own household. And it gives you that ability to have a little bit more patience, compassion, and empathy on your family and not be nagging them and saying, well, why aren't we just changing? You know, I change. Why can't you change? And you just have a, a feeling of just being and loving them unconditionally. Yep. Uh, and then the last letter is uh, H, and that's for healing. So recognize, and I know in my situation, I was 46 when I had this light bulb uh, experience. And I tell my kids that it took me 46 years, so it's not fair to me to expect you to do it in one or two or three or however long it takes. You know, so I have to be patient and empathetic and have compassion and also realize that not only was I a victim, but so were my kids, my husband, and a lot of my other family members. So the healing component is important to remember to have empathy, to be patient, uh, to recognize not everybody heals at the same time, mm -hmm. and that it's a journey that you're going to be on for however long it takes. And so that is the elements of the fresh start. Gotcha. It's su such a great, um, just you know, calling uh, or, 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 or just a picture of what God um, intends and asks for us, um, just in your, mm -hmm. your capsule story, that you went through something, um, you know, and, and with help um, and seeing everything, you were able to find it. And now you are going out and you are you're using your experience to help and to bless others in an area that is desperately needing um, voices and, and people mm -hmm. to come alongside you. Um, if, if people wanted to find you or, 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 you know, get in contact with you, I know you said that you did some motivational speaking and, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, where, you know, how are you doing this? Where are you doing this? Can you share anything, any websites, podcasts or anything yes, else? Absolutely. I do have a podcast and I'm listed on all the different platforms, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Um, and it's just America's Supermom Shares Insight for Better Living. Uh, and then you can reach me uh, as Lachelle or America's Supermom under any uh, social media platform. I'm on um, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, and I even have a YouTube channel. So usually my um, approach is to be on those platforms and just giving out content. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that a lot of when it comes to depression is that people need to be educated about it. We talk about it. It's the same thing. It's like saying, oh, yeah, we need self-care, but nobody really knows what self-care is, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> same thing about, oh, I need a coach, but then they don't even know what kind of coach they need or they're not really looking at some of the elements that are very key in order to have the transformation that they're working toward. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just first is just getting that education. And one of the things that I realized in my own situation is that um, 
these elements are what work for me. However, they also are have the element to be customized. You know, when somebody is using fear as fuel, it's their fear. It's mm-hmm. not Lachelle's fear or Mark's fear. It's what fears do you have? And so it allows you to customize rather than having a cookie cutter approach to how you're going to be delivered from whatever it is that you need to be delivered from, you know? Absolutely. So, yeah. So I think that's really the key is to have that element of educating so that we can all work to understand a little bit more about the situation and how we can work towards it. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you have a, like a printout of the, the acronym or? Yes, I do. Okay. And I can, uh, I can give you that. So okay. You can put that in the show notes. Yeah, I'll yeah. put it in the show notes. I'll try to try to link it as a, as a, uh, um, you know, in the show notes where you can find that. Um, give, mm-hmm. But if somebody wants to write them down real quick right now, can you, can you run through it again? Um, with no explanation, just the, just the name so that uh, if somebody is looking to write it down for themselves, uh, if they can't download it real quick, um, so we can awesome. have them all together. Okay, so fear as fuel, reframe your past, envision your accomplishments or your success, whichever one's easier, support group or tribe, and healing. Awesome. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I, um, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for just sharing this. You know, I've been doing this podcast for a year and a half or so now. Uh, mm-hmm. And so many people have talked about depression in, a, in one way or another, um, you know, and, and to have somebody battling on the line um, for mm-hmm. people that desperately need your help. Um, thank you. Thank you so you much. You are so welcome. Uh, you are so ministry. welcome. So mm-hmm. uh, here at Amazed by God, we kind of like to just end to get to know you a little bit better. So is there sure. any is there any Bible story, character, verse um, that has meant something to you at some point in your life? Yeah, I guess uh, I'm going to give you a verse and then I'll give you a story that really um, okay. is meaningful. Um, the first one is uh, the story, and that's the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I think this is really key for people who may be struggling with the desire for validation. Um, A lot of times that validation is just a lot with ego, with the flesh, and just, you know, not really having that resolve to let it go. And this comes in the form of, you know, believing that we want certain outcomes to take place. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're believing for this job and it's that job, you know, and so we put God in the box and if that job doesn't come through, then we're down and depressed. But a lot of it is because of that fleshly desire instead of saying, you know, Lord, I just would like you to provide for me. And when you open your eyes to see how big God is, then it doesn't matter about that Mm -hmm. job. You know, it could be whatever, you know, you just never know. And so we don't allow God the ability to work miracles in our life because we're so uh, bent on the outcomes that we want, which is limited from our understanding. So um, when I look at the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you know, they were um, threatened to be thrown in the fire furnace if they, 
you know, were um, not submitting to the authority mm-hmm. and turning away from God. And they went before them and said, hey, you know what? Our God can deliver us. But if he doesn't, we are still going to serve him. So the story uh, ends up where they went in the furnace. The people who took them in the furnace were burned and um, and they got a chance to commune with God himself, mm-hmm. you know, because they said there were four images that they saw in the fire. And then they had the testimony to come out and not even smell of smoke <laughs> after this, you know, furnace yeah. had been killing the people that um, were with them. So I think it's like, you know, this is the illustration about, you know, forget about the outcomes. You know, you don't even know what outcome God can show for you. Mm-hmm. You know, they were willing to die and do whatever to uh, serve God. And they ended up being a product of a true miracle and really having uh, a testimony to share for other people that can be life changing and delivering. Yeah. So I think that's really uh, impressive. Yeah. And then the verse, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Okay. And the verse is uh, Philippians three, well, four, eight, and it is uh, finally brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And so this is key because it takes work to think about these things. Mm -hmm. And it's important for us to really take control of our mindset Um, you know, the Lord gives us the ability to do that. He says we should renew our minds and, you know, allow them to be transformed, right? Absolutely. And we have to take the work and the action to think about these things. So, you know, you think about it, if you're turning on the TV and, you know, you see violence or you hear news, just be conscious of how it affects you mentally physically, your mood, you know, mm-hmm. uh, thoughts that you have. So we have the control to do that. So we need to be thinking, is this true? Is this pure? Is this making me feel good? Am I happy? And if it's not, we need to begin to start checking ourselves and letting some of those things go. Absolutely. What what a powerful statement. You know, I, I any of my close friends uh, that may have heard me talk, I, I am so anti 24 hour news stations it's mm-hmm. it's um because they have to lead with the negative they have to get ratings mm-hmm. they have to make money um mm-hmm. and that's that's not that that is so not only has it divided us when us as americans on every possible issue in every way it also has has vilified anybody who doesn't agree with you and i think i think one of the problems is, you know, people turn on the news and they just want to hear what, you know, makes, you know, their own standpoint sound good. And, and right. um, you know, that is, that is, that's not always, God does not look like us. <laughs> and we, we like to serve a God that, that believes the same things we do and, 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 and views everything the way we do. We like to serve our own God. You know, that's, that's, right. the, that's the problem <laughs> of, of our, our selfish, sinful nature. Um, so true. But that that's not the way he is. That that's so awesome. Also here, mm-hmm. you know, we like to know um because music moves us in a ways that other things don't. Is there any song um um that you would like to share with our listeners? Mm, anything by Toby Mac. Okay. okay. I can't even think of some of the names <laughs> right here. 
but I just love him and, you know, really just, I have so much compassion for him. You know, he lost his son, yeah, his oldest son. here recently. And, um, you know, it's just, I can only imagine, you know, it's really something when you're in the ministry and you go through these tough times and, you know, just realizing that God is real and, you know, he is with you. And sometimes when you publicly have to endure uh, pain and um, grief and mourning, you know, it's a hard thing, you know, Mm -hmm. and a lot of people make it harder because they're like, you know, they put you on a pedestal and you're a human being, you know, but I just saw here today that he is getting ready to do a drive-through tour story uh, series. So I'm really excited for him to get back, you know, to his passion. And I know it's not easy uh, you know, overcoming this, but, you know, we just have to realize that God has a plan. And like I said, it's with the outcomes. We don't know what the outcome is a lot of times with things we begin and we're not guaranteed, you know, the things that we do have, but we just have to make the most of, uh, what he has given to us and making sure that we're obedient, Mm -hmm. uh, with whatever purpose that he has for each of us to do in our own life. Yeah. Uh, so that's, Toby Mac, um, you know, mm-hmm. he he was in probably my favorite band <laughs> of all times because I got saved right as they were becoming popular in in, in DC Talk. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, Toby Mac's second album, I think it was called "Welcome to Diverse uh, City." Um, mm-hmm. Such a great album. I mean, you're probably talking 2003, 2004 back then. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, a, a song "Gone" um, and "Burn for You" was on that album as well too. Um, such I'm a great have to artist. Look that one up. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's it was his second solo album. Uh, was by far mm-hmm. and away one of my favorite. You know, it, it is an album that I still still listen to and, and love to this day. It's it's definitely dated as as music. Oh yeah, changed. he. But, yeah, uh, he is so awesome because he really had ministered a lot his music mm-hmm. during my recovery. You know, I just you know I just love his form of worship and um, I um, our family did a campaign for raising awareness for children's cancer mm-hmm. and he donated CDs and. Um, to the cause and sent them to me. So that just, you know, yeah. him and Matthew West, I want to give him a shout out too. He did the same thing. So Best. I just think it's uh, wonderful to be able to, um, you know, give back. Mm-hmm. I don't care how small you may think it is. It really means a lot. Yeah. My kids were like, oh, Toby Mac, you know, because yeah. they knew how much I listened to them. So. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Um, tell us where we can find you on social media again. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest, and YouTube. And what do we search for that? All under either America Supermom or Lachelle Atkins, either one. Well, thank you very much, um, and I hope you Mm -hmm. have a a blessed day uh, down there in Georgia. Oh, thank you. Again, I appreciate you, and I love the work that you're doing, and I just tell you to stay encouraged and keep shining and you know, sharing your message because there are many people that can benefit and, you know, really have a lifeline given to them daily with the things that you do. So keep up the good work. Well, thank you very much. So for Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library, this is your host, Mark Sitchin, and we will see you next time. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star rating and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you for listening.